This video is brought to you by Skillshare. Today, Turkey gets closer to approving Sweden's accession to NATO. The Icelandic Prime Minister goes on strike and Hamas released two hostages. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 24th of October 2023. In huge news this week, it's been revealed that Turkish President Erdogan has submitted Sweden's NATO accession bid to Parliament for ratification. Turkey has long been one of the last holdouts in Sweden's plans to join NATO, with the Turkish government claiming that Sweden is harbouring members of the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK. Ankara holds the PKK responsible for the 2016 Turkish coup attempt. Earlier in the year, Erdogan made this reasoning clear by stating that everyone should acknowledge that they cannot form a friendship with Turkey by allowing terrorists to demonstrate in the most central squares of their cities. Here, Erdogan was referring to PKK supporters waving flags in Stockholm. For their part, Sweden has introduced new laws to try and crack down on support for the PKK in an attempt to appease Erdogan and the Turkish authorities. It seems that Sweden's latest moves have been enough to win over Erdogan, with him posting on Twitter that the protocol on Sweden's NATO accession was signed by President Recep Erdogan on October 23, 2023, and referred to the Grand National Assembly of Turkey. Responding to this, Swedish Prime Minister Ulf Kristersson welcomed the news and added, now it remains for the parliament to deal with the question. Many are now wondering, though, exactly how long the Turkish parliament will take to vote on the accession. There have been some suggestions that Sweden could join NATO at the next ministers' meeting on the 28th and 29th of November. Now, it's worth noting that Hungary will still need to approve Sweden. However, Hungary has been keen to stress that they do not want to be the last in the process of accession, and it's assumed that they will start the ratification process soon, now that Turkey is on the cusp of also ratifying. With 322 seats in the 600-seat parliament, and with the opposition also in favour of Swedish accession, Erdogan's AKP party looks likely to win the vote. We'll update you when and if Turkey does finally approve Sweden's NATO bid. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Moving to Iceland now, where women, including the Prime Minister, are going on strike in the first full-day women's strike since 1975, when some 90% of Icelandic women refused to work as part of the Women's Day Off. Ahead of Tuesday's strike by women and non-binary people, Prime Minister Katrin Jakobsdottir said, We have not yet reached our goals of full gender equality, and we're still tackling the gender-based wage gap, which is unacceptable in 2023. Adding that, we are still tackling gender-based violence, which has been a priority for my government to tackle. Globally speaking, Iceland is one of the most gender-equal countries, having been ranked at the top of the World Economic Forum's index for the last 14 years. But gender divisions still persist. Icelandic men are, on average, paid almost 10% more, and a 2018 study found that 40% of women experienced gender-based or sexual violence in their lifetime. Announcing that she would be striking, the Prime Minister said, First and foremost, I'm showing solidarity with Icelandic women. Moving to the Gaza Strip now, where two elderly Israeli hostages, who were captured during the huge Hamas attack in southern Israel on the 7th of October, were released. Both of the captives, Jokovet Lifshitz and Nurit Cooper, have spoken about their experience. 
Livshitz said that each of the hostages that were taken had a guard watching him or her, and that they were taken down into a network of tunnels under Gaza that looked like a spider web. She additionally claimed that Hamas treated the hostages gently and that there were secret provisions for looking after them. She did add, though, that when she was first taken, she was hit with sticks by Hamas fighters. Livshitz claimed that they didn't break my ribs, but it was painful and I had difficulty breathing. For their part, Hamas claimed that they released both Livshitz and Cooper on health grounds. Their husbands are still being held hostage. In total, more than 200 people were taken during the Hamas attack, and only four have so far been freed. The US has asked Israel to delay its ground invasion of Gaza in order to give them more time to try and free hostages. Moving to Antarctica now, where new research has found that the rapid melting of the ice shelves may be unavoidable as global warming accelerates. Now, it's worth briefly explaining what an ice shelf is, as it's a term that's used in the media a lot, but not properly explained. In essence, this is a bit of a glacier that sticks out into the ocean. They're incredibly useful, as they hold ice back on the land and stop it flowing into the sea, thus preventing sea level rise. Sadly, new reports suggest that the melting effect of these ice shelves might be irreversible. This is because even if world leaders are able to limit temperature rises to 1.5 degrees Celsius, then climate change could still cause the ocean to rise at three times the historic rate. In a pretty gloomy statement, Caitlin Norton, an ocean modeller at the British Antarctic Survey, said that it appears that we may have lost control of the West Antarctic ice melting over the 21st century. Additionally, Ted Scambos, a glaciologist at the University of Colorado Boulder, added that the only way to really stop the rapid ice melting would be not just to cut the levels of planet heating pollution, but also to remove some of it that's already built up. This, he added, will be a real challenge. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss renewable energy in Australia. On Saturday, Eastern Australia came the closest to being entirely powered by renewable energy that it's ever been. For half an hour on Saturday, renewable energy was available to meet all but 1.4% of Eastern Australia's entire electricity demand. Nationally, renewables also supplied about 38.9% of average demand across the country. Additionally, the September quarter saw the total carbon emissions fall by 11% from a year ago. Clearly then, Australia is well on its way to a full transition to renewable energy. A few weeks ago, we told you that we were making a physical newspaper. But it turns out that designing a newspaper isn't all that easy. So we headed to Skillshare to take their course on the topic. Unlike when Jack tried to learn InDesign for another never-released project a few years ago, this time he was guided through the process quickly and efficiently. And this time the project will actually see the light of day thanks to Skillshare's incredibly easy-to-follow guides. In fact, here's an exclusive little preview of what we've been working on. It's not just that either. You likely already knew Skillshare for classes and things like photography, editing and illustration. But did you know that Skillshare also has hundreds of career-focused classes too? That's courses on everything from how to start a business to maximising your workflow or how to grow in e-commerce. Another course that Jack's taking to help him with the newspaper. 
And if you use our link, then you can get access to all of that for free. That's right, the first 500 people to use our link will get access to one of Skillshare's best offers. 30 days free and 40% off your first year of Skillshare membership. That's the best Skillshare offer we've ever had. So make sure you click our link in the description. Thanks for your support and to Skillshare for sponsoring this video.